the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Every morning is a new opportunity to take in the news of the day and the challenges of life and try to make sense of it all. Right now, we've got a show that tackles the topics and asks what you think. So get ready to start your day with a bold look at history as it happens. Let's learn, live, and sometimes laugh together. It's the Mark Davis Show on 660 AM, The Answer. And a good morning, everybody. It is Monday, the 12th day of February 2024. How is everybody doing? Well, I was sweating it a little bit because I'd spent a lot of the last two weeks saying, uh, and I don't, well, I do know why. I said, I can't remember feeling this certain, I mean, not certain, anybody's certain, but uh, about a Super Bowl outcome as I was about the Chiefs. I mean, God bless Brock Purdy and Kyle Shanahan and that year that the 49ers had. On paper, they might be a smidge better, but as they say, they don't play the games on paper. And so you take a look at Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs go to the Super Bowl like you and I go to the store for milk. I mean, it's just, it's like, oh, we're here again. And I just did not see them losing. And then the Chiefs roll out and they're just listless. And the Niners go up 10 nothing. It's because I also said, I mean, by the time I'd been telling you for two weeks, Chiefs, 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 uh, I think it was Thursday or Friday of last week, I said, you know, there's a phenomenon that when something really seems like it's a certain way to you, you begin to doubt it. When something seems so certain, when it's a judgment call, I don't mean a core value or anything like that. I mean, when some some sort of judgment call, prognostication, you know, gut feeling about something, a prediction, when something seems so obvious to you, you start to go, yeah, what if it goes the other way? It's not like I had money on it or anything. <laughs> oh, more on that in a moment about the whole Vegas scene. And I had a number of friends who had covered the Super Bowl who are out there for their various publications and or online enterprises. And uh, it's been a little while since I've done Vegas. Lisa and I did Vegas a, a, a good bit, you know, in the aughts and had had lovely fun, not anti-gambling, but uh, I'm vociferously anti-casino for Texas. I want no part of that dark, soulless enterprise. And the experience that a lot of some folks that I know had out in Vegas just reminds me that you don't want this. It is dirty money. Oh, everybody goes to Oklahoma and all the Texas plates. Let them have it. And 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 and, and again, I'm not anti-gambling. If you, if you just, just no, no, no. And uh, now everybody from Mark Cuban to every sports league and every uh, sport, every, every ad campaign, all about betting, 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 betting. And you know what the part of the problem is? Is, is the weakness of our society. We're not growing young men the way we used to. Now they're a bunch of brainless idiot 20-year-olds with phones attached to their butt with you know scarcely money in the bank and yet they're putting you know 50 bucks on how many you know rushing yards Isaiah Pacheco's going to have. Just no. No. So anyway, more on that in a minute. But to the game itself which was glorious, which was absolutely glorious. Just a fantastic overtime Chiefs win just remarkable. 
and um, it, it is it's 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 painful for Cowboys fans because I'm just going to tell you this is what a real coach looks like. This is what a real quarterback looks like. This is what a team with real you know postseason chops looks like, and it's not us. It's not us. It's not us. I and Mike, but Mike McCarthy has a Super Bowl ring. Maybe that Packers team didn't need him to be Andy Reid. Maybe that Packers team didn't need him to be Jimmy Johnson. Maybe that Packers team just had something magical, you know, probably named Aaron Rodgers, that uh, that, that just powered them through it. Well, we ain't got that. And I like my like Mike McCarthy. I got nothing against Mike. Well, I mean, I like the guy. I wish him well. I wish there was evidence that he was the guy. And then when you get to Dak, I love Dak. I love his heart. I love his character. I love his biography. I love his story. I love his outlook. I love his faith. I, I just, I love Dak. Guess what? Not the guy. Last night, you saw the guy. The Patrick Mahomes, the Bradys, the Marinos, the, the people who simply say to their team, just by their the way they carry themselves, they say, boys, get on my back. I'm carrying this team up this hill. Here we go to the top of the mountain. Here we go. And Dak does not have that. Most quarterbacks don't. It's, it's not, it sounds like criticism. I mean, it's just harsh truth. These are not the people who will do this for us. They're just not. They're just not. And it's hard to argue for a coaching change and a quarterback change when you just went three years in a row, 12 and five. Like, well, there are teams who kill to be 12 and five. Yeah, they're not the Dallas Cowboys, supposedly America's team. There's an argument for the Kansas City Chiefs as America's team right now. They have a national constituency. They're in a middle American team. Neither coast is involved in hard work in Kansas City. And that's what those guys do, man. They worked hard. And it was obvious. And it was it was great. It was just a, a wonderful, wonderful game. 25-22 in OT. And thank God the NFL got rid of that stupid rule where you can lose in overtime without even touching the ball. I've harangued about this for decades, and they finally pulled their heads out and did it. Now uh, they need to do it in the regular season. You can still lose in overtime in the regular season. Without touching the ball, if a team takes the uh, opening possession, scores a touchdown, then we're done. Like what? So they're they're slow. They're slowly getting to it. They're slowly, slowly getting to it. Um, the ads. I'm not going to take you on a big long trip through the ads. Most of them were just not great. And and I'm and Ron and I were talking about the ads. It's like, do I rem- do we just have the fog of memory? Because how many of y'all are sitting there thinking, boy, the ads all used to be great. They weren't all great. There were clunkers and turkeys forever. But is it the fog of of nostalgia? Uh, and I asked her, I said, doesn't it, is it possible that just about every year, go back 20, 30 years, 40 years, whatever, that 90% of them were not that great? But the 10% that were, you just remember those. It's kind of like 60s TV. You know, there was some Awful 60s and 70s TV. We remember the magnificent stuff because that's memorable and you forget the dreck. But I don't know. Uh, she said, you know, it just seemed like every commercial break had a masterpiece in there somewhere. Not not these days they don't. I'll, I'll tell you the ones I thought were pretty cool. There were a few of them. Uh, <laughs> the ones that wound up being a talk show topic, the ones that wound up being uh, quite the viral sensation, 
Imagine if an entire ad campaign is given over to Jesus. Jesus, mind you. The He Gets Us campaign. And then imagine a bunch of people, purportedly people of faith, who hate it. Well, that's what happened. So if, uh, if, if godly things are on our minds, let's do this first, and then I'll tell you what that was about. And you can join us, 866-660-5759. Biden is still unfit to be president, if you're wondering about that. And last week was crazy, as we just sort of processed what that was about. Spent some of the weekend processing that, but not very much. Because Lisa and I took a little uh, little pilgrimage. We had not done. We do the Hill Country every once in a while. Do Fredericksburg every once in a while. But do you know what? Um, no, this past weekend was. I bet some of y'all might have been down there because it was quite the crowd. We did the hug in. We went to Lukenbach, Texas, but it wasn't Waylon and William the boys. It was the legendary Gary P. Nunn. He was awesome. And we're boot scooting and two stepping, and Carmen and Bobby came over from the Cayman Islands, and some of their friends and our friends who lived down there. We just had a bit. We did the sort of the winery hop, but only a couple of them because you knock five or six of those together, and problem. Um, saw wow, just so just hill country travel tips a little later on, and had just a magnificent time, unplugged from the Republic, hanging by a thread. But back at work now. We have to figure this out. And one of the big dichotomies is, as conservatives, if you are one, are, are is it just awesome that Biden is this uh, inept because he's easier to beat? I guess if he's on if he's on the the ballot if he's on the ballot in November, uh, it, it, or is it just so sad for our country and so dangerous for our country that we got, that we just need some twenty fifth amendment action? Or he needs to resign or something like that. I, but here's the thing. There's no sign. I mean, even in the angry old man press conference of last week, there is no sign that this is a White House looking to throw in the towel. And as I keep telling Mike, Mike was a little under the weather last night. I think I think he's in today. We'll, we'll find, I'll find out soon enough. We'll all find out together. Whoop, nope, hang on. Nope, he's out. <laughs> Uh, Mike kept Eric hanging in the breeze just like he did me. Bless his heart. Our buddy's under the weather. But you know what? Here's what we get. That means Mike and I will chat tomorrow. Means more elbow room and latitude for you and me. Works fine because, man, have I got 37 things in my head. Can you tell? So 866-660-5759. In what will be a continuing recurring theme until Biden resigns or tells us via a la LBJ in March of 68, that you will not seek, nor will he accept the nomination of my party to be your president. Uh, will that happen? Because as you, as you, boy, Hugh played this montage that the RNC has put together, kind of has some melancholy piano music behind it, which just makes it worse. And it is just an endless loop of Biden cognitive misfire moments. It's, Terrible, and uh, and you know, listen. I'm as as 
as crisp as my delivery is most of the time, you could probably find some bad moments of me and string them together and make me look fairly, <laughs> fairly wanting. <laughs> but when you, when you're Biden and you go get the worst moments, it's terrible. And you know, and we're, we're not doing that. I don't think they're to, to like laugh or poke or I mean, of course, everything's political. But you know, when we say everything's political, you know what that means? It means the wrong people are running the country and we can't have this. This is unsustainable. Now, we may hound him from office one way or the other. I think the case has been strongly made by, by Republicans and, and intellectually honest Democrats that Biden cannot be their standard bearer in November. So, OK. Balls in your court, y'all. What are you going to do? Somebody has to get to him. Somebody has to get to him behind closed doors with him or Jill, whoever the inner circle is running the show, and and say, this, this does not work. Just no. And do you do that early, early enough where a Kamala and a Gavin Newsom and a and Amy Klobuchar, uh, Gretchen Whitmer, you know, can all get in and have what's left of an actual primary season? Or do you just let Biden rack up meaningless delegate tallies, prevent the bloodbath, maybe this is what they want to do, and then at the convention, he just withdraws at the convention in Chicago in the heat of August, so they'll be rioting outside just to, to make it even more exciting. Uh, and, and then sort of party, the the, the party uh, upper muckety-mucks have to sort of gather and do whatever they want to do. It's Democrats. They'll do whatever they want to do. Rules, norms, standards. <laughs> what are those? We don't need your staking rules. So they're going to do whatever they want to do that they think is in their best interest. And I know that this may result in us having to run against somebody who is a smidge harder to beat than Joe Biden. All right, bring it. Because it looks like we're going to have Trump. I'll ride into battle with him all day. And I know Trump brings his baggage. And there's some folks who just can't bring themselves. Oh, Trump, me, 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 all the sideshows. Well, that flipping Chris Christie was on Meet the Press. He's written a book called What Would Reagan Do? <laughs> hey, Chris, here's something Reagan would not do. Bag on the obvious eventual nominee. How about that, big man? Anyway, though, the reason I took note of it, and we might get to it today, is he, he's like avowed, an avowed Trump opponent. It's like, no matter what happens, I'm not going to vote for Trump. Oh, really? Really? You, so you are a Biden voter, because to, to not vote for Trump is to be a Biden voter. I mean, particularly in a swing state where, you know, where your vote, I mean, Texas, eh, not so much. Trump's going to win Texas. But in a purple state, swing state, any Republican failing to support Trump is a Biden voter, and they will be outed as such by me and a lot of other people. Uh, so I was curious, with with Biden's complete unfitness for the job laid bare for absolutely everyone to see, what's big man going to do now? What's Chris Christie going to do now that he said, I, I'm, I'm not, there's no way in the world I'd, I'd vote for Trump? Really? So the triangle, the triangulation, and the and the the painting into the corner, uh, yeah, it's, it's just it's just uh, it's going to be interesting. All right, before I have anything else to say about the uh, the the game of politics or the game of football, Lord guide us and protect us as we face the challenges of this new day. We thank you every day for this blessed nation and your hand in creating it. 
Fill our hearts with the energy to protect the freedoms which come from you, which our nation was founded to protect. Let us navigate these troubling times with a positive spirit, treating others as we would want to be treated. Lord, these are times of trial and challenge. Lift us as we follow your word and work for a better America, where our Constitution is honored, our schools and public spaces are safe, our elections are reliable, our borders work, where we protect the unborn, and we fight for the meaning and the intent of the two genders you created, and where our differences are hashed out with honesty and goodwill. And our freedoms of speech and worship are protected. As we face each day's problems, give us the clarity to look around and cherish our many blessings in our nation, our great state of Texas, our communities, and our families. We follow you, Lord. We know we can get through anything. And we ask these things in your holy name. Amen. All right, let me take the pause, come back. Got a few things to go into in the the weekend's news and Super Bowl stuff and the ads and the this and the that. And your thoughts are welcome. 866-660-5759. Mark Davis, 724. I'm being very um, accommodating here. The real Doobie Brothers to me have always been the Tom Johnston and Pat Simmons-led outfit of China Grove and uh, Listen to the Music uh, fame. And all of a sudden, I guess the... uh, Minute by minute, I guess, taking it to the streets was the first Michael McDonald album. I was like, what? what is this? It's pleasant, but doesn't seem like the Doobie Brothers to me. But it surely is. It is Michael McDonald's birthday. I owe him this. He is 72, uh, so good for him. Good for him. All right, 866-660-5759. Let me knock on the door of news. Nikki Whaley is in there. Come back, hop onto your calls on various things. Maybe it is the continuing drama of what in the world are we going to do as we run against uh, we don't know whom. Uh, And the first thing I'll do after taking a call or two is tell you about the, the just the fascinating imbroglio that that ignited in social media. So we're sitting there watching the Super Bowl, and there are the "He Gets Us" ads. It's Super Bowl TV ads that are about Jesus. And there was like a, a one that was a minute, and one that was like a, a thirty, and one of them was Jesus didn't teach hate; he washed feet. And there are lots of imagery of people washing the feet of others. And I'm sitting there thinking, okay. And as soon as I see Jesus didn't preach hate, I'm like, ding, 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 ding. What's our, what's our exact point here? And it's not like they go into any great detail. Is there some, you know, messaging underfoot? No pun intended. You know, and the answer to that is maybe, but a lot of people just went immediately post like, this isn't the scriptural Jesus. This is incomplete. This is false. This is, it's like, dudes, guys, whoa. Ads for Jesus are in the Super Bowl. Take the win. Uh, I'll, I'll cover the content and see what you think next. Amid other opinions on other things. 866-660-5759. Mark Davis, 731. Nikki Whaley in the newsroom. Kansas City, here I come. Nineteen fifty nine, the great Wilbert Harrison. They got some crazy little women there, and I'm gonna okay. get me one. I don't know if the crazy little women is part of the uh, Chamber of Commerce thing in Kansas City. It's probably more uh, ribs, 
Middle American culture, and oh yeah, we win a lot of Super Bowls. They're going to have the chance to win three in a row, and who's going to bet against them? I mean, there'll be plenty of good teams, maybe some surprising ones next year, but boy, those Chiefs are a dynasty. So, thoughts on uh, on how that's all worked out, thoughts on the ads, thoughts on the political world of today that we uh, wake up and find ourselves in in this fresh new week. And, and with each uh, ticket on down here, early voting in the Texas primary starts one week from tomorrow. And, of course, our primary is on the 20th. And uh, early voting is 20th, and our primary is March 5th. But let me share a little something with you about the 27th, what fun this is going to be. I can't imagine any room I'd rather be in, and guess what? I will be in that room. And you should be, too, at Cigars International on Cabela Drive, up where Fort Worth gets nearly gets into Denton County, up by the Speedway, 35 and 170, Cigars International. I am there. Dr. Sebastian Gorka is there. We're going to bring in Dr. Seb. We're going to sit down, blaze up, and blaze up some topics as well. We're going to have some wonderful, comfortable environments. It's going to be nice and intimate. So just it's going to be a very, very, very special night. And uh, and we hope that you are one of the very special people that goes. Go to 660amtheanswer.com. Find the happy faces of Dr. Gorka and me. Click on that and get yourself some seats. Bring somebody with you if you want to, because we are we're gonna slice and dice some politics, talk about where we are, talk about Trump, talk about Biden, talk about the world, talk about just everything. Dr. Gorka comes in with a large slate of topics you can touch on. And uh, but you put uh, him and me at the front of the room and you in the audience, and it's just going to be magical. He's got some books. I'm going to bring some copies of Upside Down, my 2016 classic, and uh, we'll be signing those for you and just having a great old time. So uh, Cigars International, uh, February 27th. And so we can't wait to see you there at, uh, at Cigars International on Cabela Drive. So get your tickets now at 660amtheanswer.com, 660amtheanswer.com. All right, I got a bunch to uh, plow through. Let's uh, work some calls first, 866-660-5759. Dan, happy Monday. How are you, sir? Uh, happy Monday. Thank you, hey. sir. What a great game huh, last it night. Was, it was tremendous, and I, and it didn't look like that. I was I was fairly bored by the game and the ads for most of the first half, but uh, at least the game lived up to the hype, and uh, it, was, it was a pretty sweet result. Yeah, I remember telling my boy like, in the third quarter, I said, it seems like uh, San Francisco is just dominating, but the scoreboard doesn't show that. No, it, it, exactly. They, the, the way they were playing, it seems like they should have been up by, by like three scores at least, but those Chiefs will wear you down, and that's exactly what they did. They did. Hey, I don't have too much uh, uh, of uh, great significance today, but as far as uh, Joe Biden and the report, I, I find it unusual that an accused is, isn't charged. I know that happens occasionally, but it, that he isn't charged because of mental feebleness. Normally, an accused has to be evaluated uh, after they've been charged to see if they can stay in trial or if they can represent themselves in trial. In this case, we got somebody saying, oh, no, I'm, I'm fit. I'm good to go. I, I could be accused. It, indeed. Really no, in, indeed so. And, and some of the analysis has reached the following conclusion, which I, which resonates with what I've been familiar with reading about this stuff for decades. And that is that some of the 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 lack of sharpness issues has more to do with sentencing. Well, if somebody has done something and they willfully did something and, and maybe we're not 100 percent sure they totally knew what they were doing when they did it. That's what the trial is 
for. That's where you find out. That's where maybe the defense is that the guy just didn't have enough of his marbles to totally know exactly what he's doing. And then if there is guilt, if you say, well, guess what? And then maybe it's mitigated guilt. Maybe it's, eh, you know, something charged with a lesser offense. Then maybe some of this comes in at sentencing. But it is a, a, a pretty rare set of circumstances that the, the the mental fog spares you from being charged at all. Yeah, I, I said it's just crazy. I said, I mean, yeah, I, I do remember sentencing being in, uh, sentences being mitigated because of sure. mental deficiency. Yep. But 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 most of the time, I said when I look at it, I think about it. That they decide, will we even go to trial with this guy? Because how many times have we seen the the uh, the, uh, the um, organized crime bosses? <laughs> Come up and have to be evaluated. You know they they know they're they know they're going to be a trial eventually, but they try to put off as long as they can because of mental defect. That they do. That they do. Dan, thank you so much. I appreciate it. And, and of course, there's the sort of the rule for everybody else. And I know there are multiple standards. There, listen, there is a double standard for what Biden does and what Trump does. But there are there are always going to be some things that apply to you and me, some things that apply to the general public, some things that apply to folks who are not president of the United States, and a different set of circumstances for people who are president of the United States. He is. And uh, there's, it's human nature. It's it's probably unavoidable that there will, be, even for presidents we voted for and those we did not, that prosecuting authorities and special counsels. I mean, it doesn't take a special counsel to figure out whether you and I, you know, committed a crime. Usually it's a cop who's identified that we committed a crime. Special counsels and things of this nature are for the the rarefied air, the uppermost echelons of political life. And and I and I get it. I get it. in in Mr. Hur's uh, report, I get it. His job was to say, "All right, if we go forward with this, if a charge happens and it goes to trial, how would that go? It would be, you know, quite the constitutional crisis. It would be uh, quite the spectacle. It would be quite the precedent. So it, it is probably worth assessing if it's something that would even succeed or have a chance of succeeding. And you know what the uh, what the quote was that that Joe Biden is a an, an elderly, well meaning. Uh, man with with a bad memory and as a result of that that the likelihood of a successful conviction isn't even that high so what was weird last week is a lot of people still clinging to the last desperate strands of biden's chances in november started to go after robert Hur, the special counsel say well what is what is he a neurologist now you don't have to be a neurologist to recognize that Joe Biden cannot do this job anymore. There was the story a few minutes ago about the the King of Jordan is coming in, King Abdullah of Jordan. This is important stuff. Will the president even know that he's in the room? Will the president remember what was said 20 minutes later? And I am not kidding how I wish I were. How I wish, I wish I were. So is this sustainable? I mean, how how long are we going to be, you know, riding this uh this crazy train? All right, 866-660-5759. All right, so to 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 the he gets us ads in the Super Bowl. 
I did not have that, have this on my Super Bowl ad bingo card. First of all, I liked Uber Eats, the one where you've, in order to remember Uber Eats, the premise was in order to remember something, you have to forget something else, that the brain works that way, that if there's something new you need to remember, you got to forget something else, which, of course, is not true. But it is sometimes for me, but it's the comedy premise. And it was great. There's a guy who forgot how to use a chair, a guy who forgot to wear pants. Jennifer Aniston said to David Schwimmer, who doesn't remember her from being on the cast of Friends with her for 10 years. You really don't remember me, really? It was it was funny. It was good. And one of the few that, that were. I kind of liked the Kia ad, probably because I feel sorry for the strangled market of, electro, of electric vehicles, sort of. A, a, a girl is skating, completing her beautiful program, and her dad is up there in the stands clapping, and there's an empty seat sitting next to him and the girl sees the empty seat. She kind of down, downtrodden. And then you suddenly learn that that's, you know, for grandpa or something who is homebound. So what they do is they pack her up and it's the middle of winter. First of all, is if grandpa's homebound, let's have him homebound in what looks like a ski lodge in Aspen. That's a pretty sweet gig if you can get that. And so they have, they have a frozen pond and they set up lights and she does the exact routine for grandpa to see through the window, you know, and he, he puts a 10 in reverse on the, on the, on the, the frost of the glass. And it's, it's, and, and, and it's all lit through the power of their Kia electric vehicle. Of course, after that, the family was stranded there for three days. <laughs> Kidding. No, but it was, it was very sweet. It was very heartwarming. So, so that was, that was lovely. Um, I, I'll go through a couple more of the other ones here in a minute, but the one that wound up being, Quite the the viral sensation in terms of debate that was uh, spawned by it was the uh, the series, a couple of ads about Jesus from an outfit called the He Gets Us LLC. He gets us. I don't. What, what are these? What's what are these folks' sinister game? Is it the woke Jesus? Is it to to lure you in and uh, and, and 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 teach you only about? Only about the buddy Jesus and not the Jesus who has rules. Maybe, you know, and maybe so. Um, trying to see what what kind of homework there is to do on these folks. But what happened was, the, the, all all manner of folks on 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 the X said that this is some that this is terrible. That this is it's it's a Trojan horse. It's uh, it's it's and it's and it's like wait a minute what? And folks were had a lot of criticism that it was just just the buddy Jesus. Now listen, if there are churches that teach only the hippie buddy, you know, soft, you know, give us a hug Jesus, and with none of his scriptural truths, none of his loving guidance about the rules you follow for a righteous life, none of his, uh, his call to discipleship, then that's, that's, that's a suspect church. But this, this is, it's an ad. It's a Super Bowl ad and it's about Jesus. I'm inclined to think this is a net positive. Now, what they had was Jesus didn't teach hate he washed feet. Okay, true. But again, that was a call to discipleship and not an embrace of unrepentant sin. So there was, um, what did we have? Uh, there's, well, most, it appeared to be people of, var- of various races. 
various generations, even various religions, a, a Muslim couple. Interesting conversation started there. Um, one woman getting her feet washed apparently outside an abortion clinic. Now, here's the thing. If the messaging here is a welcoming outreach to people, no matter who you are and what you have done, that is the definition of Jesus's appeal to you and his outreach to you, his offer to you. Um, the criticism was that somehow by, you know, not what do you, what, what did they want from the ad? You know, by the way, Jesus says there's only two genders. Or by the way, you know, by the way, Jesus says there's only one way to him, and that's, you know, one way to God, and that's through him. Okay, by the way, we'll get to that. Because here's the thing. Here was my my net observation was that if this is a 30-second ad and it's about Jesus, and it's about his kindness and about his embrace and about his love and about his acceptance— and again, acceptance does not mean condoning sin. The, the acceptance that Christ offers you is to accept you where you are right now and to help you better yourself. And a lot of the critics said, yeah, the bettering yourself part wasn't really in the ads. All right, okay. It's so 60 seconds. What are you going to do? We got time here. And my point was, I'm a, I'm a glass half full kind of guy on this, in this unchurched, godless era that we're in the middle of? If there's an ad in the Super Bowl and it's about Jesus, and if 1% of the people watching open an actual Bible or go to an actual church, that's a total win. They will meet the real Christ upon doing those things. So I'm not going to bludgeon a TV ad for, for not giving complete chapter and verse on the whole breadth of of what Jesus taught. You know, Ron and I were talking about this, and she had a great quote. She said, meet people where they are. We got some time here. So um, that was my thought on the, on the He Gets Us campaign. Your thoughts? 752 Mark Davis, 866-660-5759. We'll continue. We know that tune, don't we? Well, Freddie Martin and his orchestra were on the radio with it in the summer of 1941. Uh, the songwriter, that guy named Tchaikovsky. It is the Piano Concerto in B-flat. So we'll let Mr. Martin and his uh, band of talented folk take us out. And as we work our way into the 8 o'clock hour, we'll examine some of the audio from the weekend in making of news. Super Bowl halftime. Dug it. Usher. And a, and a lot of help. Will I Am and Alicia Keys and Ludacris and Lil John. Turn down for what? I was, you know what? The question I always ask is, was I entertained? And you know what? That was some sweet choreography. It was great. Enjoyed it. Of course, Reba, National Anthem, can't beat that. Post Malone, local boy makes good, doing a little America the Beautiful. We do need to talk a little bit about Lift Every Voice and Sing. Fantastic song, historical song. Yeah, the reason it's there, problematic for some, we'll examine. 
Mark Davis, 866-660-5759. Grab a line and we will continue. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 